Hi, I'm the Strategist Cowboy. Today I'm going to review a pale ale from a somewhat local brewery. Again, it can only be purchased in a handful of sustainable August liquor stores here in Scania. Let me therefore present our first contestant this week, and it will be an English style, style pale ale from the brewery Fulltofta Gårdsbryggeri in the not even big enough to be a village recreation area of Fulltofta. The word Gårdsbryggeri means more or less estate brewery, except estates in Sweden aren't as big and fancy as those in the US. This pale ale is called Fulltofta Dog. Dog means day. There is also a Fulltofta Nut. Nut means night. Except I don't need to drink day and night. Fulltofta Dog has got a low ABV for an ale. 4.9%. The second contestant is a wheat beer from Germany called Schneider Weisse or Festweisse. It is not because it is infested. Fest means party in both German and Swedish just as festive means convival or grand in English. So it is a convival wheat beer. This Fulltofta Dog assortment, which I will review first, comes in a 33 centiliters or about an 11 ounces bottle with real art on the label made by a tattoo artist. The glass bottle is brown and long necked. The ingredients in Fulltofta Dog are water, barley malt, and some English hops, and most certainly yeast. This particular beer, beer's best before date is not until March 2022, and the beer has been sitting in my cooler since I bought it, probably several months ago. The beer costs about 26 Swedish kronor i.e. 3 US dollars. That is about 1 US dollar and 10 cents per 4 ounces of beer. The preferred serving temperature is according to sustainable August 10 to 12 degrees Celsius, i.e. 50 to 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Usually the preferred serving temperature for an ale would be between 12 to 14 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 54 to 57 degrees Fahrenheit. How about the experience then? I measured the temperature right now and it says uh, it's pretty cold, cold, cool, pretty cool. Maybe too much, but uh, I'll try it anyway. Oh, 
okay. It's got a, a nearly two fingers tall head. And the color is uh, feculent. It's feculent and it's uh, brownish, orangey like. The aroma is pretty faint, but it's, it smells good. And uh, the taste is... Very good. For a 4.9% beer, it's rich. But is it bread-like? Maybe syrup bread, syrup, syrup bread, uh, or something like that. It is not very yeasty. I wouldn't sense. Any, I, I don't sense any yeast in it. It's malty, and the taste on my palate is well. It's it's very cool this beer. I need to turn down the temperature on the cooler. I, I, I brought it up for this review because it was too high before. But. Uh, Uh, the taste of my palate is uh, I don't know but it's, it tastes good it's good I wouldn't say it's particularly sweet And not very bitter either, but it's hoppy. It's not candy-like. It's not very fruity, I don't think so. There are some spices or... Or... Um, Perhaps, uh, yeah, some spices. It's a fresh beer. The undertone is very fresh. And the carbonation level is... I don't know yet. I haven't burped yet. It's the safest way to tell if a beer is well carbonated. The combination level is high or whatever. But I don't think it's very low. It's not creamy. It's not acidic and there are no aberrations. Uh, 
yeah there's not much to tell more to tell there's not much more to tell about this beer it's a good beer okay what about grading then well I have to grade this beer eight tables out of ten possible. Even though it's only 4.9%, but alcohol by volume doesn't make a beer totally. It needs to be good. Well made, well brewed. And uh, some low alcohol by volume beers are better than some high alcohol by volume beers and the ales are usually better than uh, other beers except for ipas so i grade this beer eight tables out of ten possible okay Our next contestant is a wheat beer from the brewery Schneider, located in Bavaria, Germany. The brewery has been around since the late 1800s and has been managed by the family with the surname Schneider ever since. The beer assortment is called Schneider Weisse or Festweisse. This wheat beer, Weisse means wheat, has got a stronger ABV than do the former Swedish ale, which is a little bit unusual. Festweisse wheat beer has got a 6.2% ABV, a full 1.3% advantage against the top fermented Fulltofta pale ale. Festweisse beer isn't even top fermented, but it is unfiltered and unpasteurized. This beer assortment comes in a today very usual 50 centiliters or about a 17 liquid ounces bottle with a mundane green and yellow threefold label. The ingredients in Festweise are water, wheat malt, barley malt, hops, and yeast. It is said on the bottle to be organically produced, which probably just means that it is brewed according to the German Reinheitsgebot. It has got an IBU of 28, and that is pretty standard for many beer types, but it is pretty high for wheat beer, and IBU is bitterness. The hops are of the German sort Hallertau, and the New Zealand-grown Cascade, which usually comes from the US. No money to the Americans from the crowds if they can avoid it, eh? This beer likewise costs about 26 Swedish kronor, i.e. 3 US dollars. That is 70 cents per 4 ounces of beer, since the container is much bigger 
than full Tofta's container. And that is cheap for a 6.2% ABV beer. Systembolaget says that this wheat beer is best served at 6 to 8 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 43 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery themselves says nothing on the bottle or on their website about preferred serving temperature. One thing about the German beer market is that it is standardized regarding the ingredients and production methods with neat little symbols for ingredients and methods and also for the environmental footprint, although they have missed the allergenics. In Sweden, it is the other way around. Allergenics is usually accounted for, at least if it is non-allergenic, so probably it is up to the brewery to declare that too. But it isn't very standardized apart from ABV. At least I think it isn't. I think that this stems from the fact that Sweden is a small market and there are many really small craft beer producers here. It would be idiotic to demand of backyard-sized breweries to present advanced calculations of their eco-footprints, IBU, and original gravity, whatever that means. The rest is up to the brewery if they want to put information about if the beer is top-fermented, if it is non-filtered or non-pasteurized, and what sort of hops there are in it on the bottle labels. Of course, they are not allowed to cheat. On the German beer assortments, they have a number like, for example, six grams per liter for the carbon dioxide footprint. That is good and well for a country with major breweries. But for us Swedes, if, if we as a small craft beer brewery want to survive, we need simple regulations so that the brewery doesn't have to face obstacles that would be too demanding for a private citizen trying to make a living by brewing beer in very limited forms. Or perhaps we're just manana. Ask the Germans and they'll surely say so. But the truth is that we are a small country. Small countries are limited in many ways. At least we can produce advanced fighter jets and submarines. But we have to adapt to reality in less important areas. That which is not deemed important needs to be put on the less important to-do list for us to be able to continue to compete with high-tech with bigger and mightier nations. Resources are limited, even for Germany versus the US and China. Albeit, we are not as anal as the Germans, but we can be just as efficient, especially when it counts like with the military, where I think we are ahead of the Germans and not rigid when it comes to creative thinking. It's just that the Germans somehow can live on a reputation for being technically and tactically superior because they are more top-down hierarchical and women oppressing, just like the Chinese. We, on the other hand, have to struggle for every contract while the Han San tries to scuttle us if they can, and if they have a dime to win by doing so. The Germans are very continental. Just because Germany had a woman 
woman Verbundskanzler, Angela Merkel, it doesn't mean that the German Bundestag is packed with women. On the contrary, there are almost no women represented in Bundestag. In fact, even Adolf Hitler once said, and this is recorded, quote, the Nordic men are so sloppy that a German man only has to show up and the most beautiful girls will disappear from their countries. That is the way it was with, with Göring and his Karin, end quote. Let this sink in. There is even at least one book about the su subject called Swedish SS Wives, Mission, Give Birth to Aryan Babies, written by Christoph Andersson. The title is a free translation from Swedish. Many are the German old Nazis who have consistently been stealing our women and shitting on our country while living here, even in recorded post-war history. I know from personal experience in my life that it takes at least three generations of mating between male German Nazis and Swedish women before the Nazi swastika is washed clean into a blue and yellow flag. I don't look forward to, to a fourth Reich. I detest the AFD. Germany is for us, uh, the AFD is an alliance for, for Deutschland. Germany is for us what Italy is for Germany. But we are for the Icelandic what Germany is for us. Sick. I mean sick like in revolting. However, the Germans are pretty good with beers. How about the experience then? Okay, let's measure the temperature of the beer. About uh, 10 degrees Celsius, and that is in, uh, let's see. Where do we have that one? Fahrenheit, let's see how much in Fahrenheit. 43.7% uh, degrees Fahrenheit. So it's uh, not that cold or cool. It's a big head, it's a tall head, three fingers tall, and it's lots of beer left in the bottle. It's a, it's a big bottle, but anyway. The, the, the head tastes like, the foam tastes like um, foot sweat. You should, uh, sometimes it, it does. And smells like, well, uh, something in the middle between fresh and food sweat. I don't know. And it's a yellow brownish, yellow brownish and feculent. The taste is uh, pretty good. 
eh, white beer. White beer. Yeah, white beer. It's. Uh, Fairly rich, it should be six point. Uh, what was it? Six point two percent. And it's uh, very bread-like, like white bread or um, syrup bread. Yeah syrup bread and it's um, is it yeasty i'd say that there are hints of it maybe yeah i maybe it's uh anyways Malty, it is, and it tastes like uh, Weisse beer or wheat beer. Mostly wheat beer on my palate, so um, not so much. Uh, what's it called? Uh, anyway, let's go on. Is it sweet? No, it's not. <clears throat> it's... It's fairly bitter. I think perhaps a little bit hoppy. It's not candy like. It's not fruity, I'd say. Perhaps. Uh, it's uh, a moment. Excuse me. Pardon me. It's uh, definitely co carbonated well. Well carbonated. And I, I, I wouldn't say it's fruity. Are there spices in it? It tastes like it, but it's maybe the bitterness. Uh, sometimes you can mix uh, bitterness with spice. And they are not allowed to use spices, I guess, in the German Rennesky board. So uh, forget about that. Uh, there are no herbs in it. The undertone is definitely B. 
bitterness and wheat beer. And the carbonation level was high, as I said. Uh, and it's not creamy. It's not acidic. And I don't think there are any aberrations. Well, it's, it's some, some strange. Uh, now it's the bitterness. Again, it's the bitterness. So, um, at least there's no pine needle in it. I don't like pine needles taste. A little straw-like, straw-like, perhaps, yeah. Okay, what about grading then? What do I grade this beer? How many devils? I'd say... Uh, After being so tough on the Germans in the story above about uh, what they do and what they are like, so that you would know what we think about them. I don't want to grade this uh, too low, but I think. I can only grade this beer six devils out of ten possible. Yeah, I grade this beer six devils out of ten possible. And that's not too low, but it's not certainly not too high either. So it's a mediocre beer. Six tables out of ten possible. Absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underaged or pregnant. This fortnight's lesson is a technical lesson. It's called Aimpoint CEU or Concealed Engagement Unit. The world leading company Aimpoint makes some of the market's best military optical sights. Aimpoint CEU is a small sight which gives the operator of the firearm almost as big of an advantage in mainly urban warfare as the many times more expensive Israeli weapon, corner shot. Corner shot is exactly what it sounds like, an automatic weapon that can shoot around corners because it is a weapon that you can set the fire angle on. With CEU applied to the automatic carbine sight, you won't need to equip a teammate with any specialty weapon. 
CEU is pivotable and can rotate 260 degrees, allowing the operator of the automatic carbine to look around corners, over walls, and under vehicles. CEU is compatible with all of Aimpoint's red dot sight types, all of which have a lesser energy consumption. A standard AA battery can last for 50,000 to 80,000 hours durable use, depending on the type of sight. CEU can be combined with night vision device rings, or with other words, an image intensifier. We need CEU not only for urban warfare, but also when our soldiers recon in sparsely constructed building areas for us to benefit from this site. Some unique features are, it is designed to be compatible with all Aimpoint sites, Aimpoint um, copyright sites. It's designed to provide a true image, not a reversed mirror reflection. Allows aiming over walls, under cars, around corners without exposing head and torso. Does not affect the weapon's point of impact. Can be passed between team members. Rugged, affordable device. Small and light, easily removed from the weapon if necessary. Turns a standard infantry weapon into a scouting tool. No need to equip a team member with a specialized weapon. Rotates a full 260 degrees. Designed to withstand extreme conditions and some technical specifications, optical specifications. Operating principle, dual mirror reflective device for true target view. Optical magnification, 1x. Aiming dot size, uses the reticle of the combining sight. Optical signature, there is no optical signature. NVD compatible, no it's not. Clear aperture, aperture. 25 millimeters, eye relief unlimited. And the power source, battery type, no power required. All Aimpoint's red dot sights allows the operator to keep both eyes open while aiming and firing. This means that the shooter's peripheral field of, views, of view does not need to be halved. And this in turn means, despite the combating soldier's tunnel vision, that the attention span for movements directly in front of the operator will not be drastically reduced, as it does with other sites. In addition, the small red dot in the site does not leave a red counterpart on the target. And the aimpoint site is parallax-free which means you never have to worry about centering the red dot in your sight. When the point is on the target, you are also on the target. Aimpoint is a Swedish company and their products 
can withstand Arctic temperatures as well as tropical climates. The military army branches of the Netherlands, Finland, the United States, France, Italy, Norway and Sweden and many, many other armed forces use Aimpoint's products, but also the U.S. Air Force and U.S. Marine Corps do. Okay, see you later, alligator, at a wild crocodile. Oh, thank you.